Welcome back. You are now tuned in to the Prayer is Breathing podcast. My name is Latoya and I want to thank you so much for listening and subscribing. So today I want to talk to you about the boldness of the Holy Spirit. So we are living in a time where we have to be bold. We have to stand for the truth. We have to stand for what God stands for. And as we pray, as we're in prayer, the Holy Spirit, he causes us to be bold. He causes us to stand out. He causes us to not cower down in the midst of adversity, in the midst of things that we may face in this hour. And so it's so important that we understand that boldness is required. I want to start this off with Proverbs chapter 28. And I believe that's verse one. And it says the wicked flees when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Let me just read that again for you. It says the wicked flees when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. So what does that mean? That wicked people, they just run away when there's nothing to pursue. When no one is pursuing them, they flee. But the righteous are bold, bold as a lion. So we don't just coward back. We don't just stand back, but we go after, we go forward, we go boldly. Okay. And one thing that helps us to go boldly is having a strong prayer life, sitting in the presence of the Lord and being in a place where we value the, the praises of God more than the praises of men, that we're not so concerned with people as we are with being obedient to the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 110 is a beautiful verse. Galatians chapter one, verse 10. Um, and it says here, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. And so we have to make a distinction in this hour. Do we want to please men or do we want to please God? And the spirit of God gives us the boldness that we need. So you have someone like Peter who denied Christ, right? We remember that part. He denied Christ. And then he comes back in Acts chapter two and Acts chapter four, really, and preaches this whole sermon And the sermon was so powerful. The Bible says that people were cut to their hearts. And part of why we see that is because we have the boldness of the Holy Spirit. So I want to also look at Acts because Acts talks about what happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. So Acts chapter one, verse eight says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So part of the fruit or confirmation of the Holy Spirit is that you receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And that power is also so that you can be a witness. You can be a witness to Christ everywhere that you go. And so Peter is a great example because we see that he was so fearful that he denied Jesus. But then in Acts chapter three and four, he gets back up and he's able to stand and he's able to preach. 
I want to look at Acts chapter 3, verse 19. He says, Repent therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said to the fathers, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear in all things, whatever he says to you. And it shall be that every soul who will not hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. Yes, and all those prophets from Samuel and those who follow as many as have spoken have also foretold these days. So this is now Peter preaching his sermon. Verse 25, you are sons of the prophets and of the covenant, which God made with our fathers saying to Abraham and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed to you first. God, having raised up his servant, Jesus sent him to bless you and turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Now, as they spoke to the people, the priest, the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus, the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed and the number of the men came to about 5,000. This is so powerful because the same Peter that was so fearful, he was so afraid that he even cursed. He wanted to, he did, he denied Christ. This same Peter under the power of the Holy Spirit begins to preach with such conviction. He preaches words that are so unpopular that they come to lay hands on him and put him into custody. And I love this part in Acts chapter four, verse eight. It says, then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. You know what? I'm going to go back up one verse because I want us to get this question. So it says in verse seven, and when they had set them in the midst, they asked by what power or by what name have you done this? Verse eight, then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel. If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead by him, this man stands here before you whole. Talk about a transformation. Talk about the power of God where Peter is ready to now go to war and boldly stand up in front of all of these people and declare the same name that he once denied. And he says that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead by him, this man stands here before you whole. And then he goes on in verse 11 to say, this is the stone which was rejected by your, by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Then verse 12, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven. Come on here. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And verse 13, this is the sweetest part right here. It says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John 
and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. So it was the boldness that they had that was a testament, a testament to the Holy Spirit, but it was also the boldness that they had where people realized they had been with Jesus. And sometimes we have to make a difference. We have to understand the difference between boldness and fear. And sometimes we can be so gripped with fear, but when we have been in the presence of the Lord, when we have been filled with the spirit of God, we should walk in boldness. And so in areas of your life where you feel that you are not bold, you have to pray and ask the Holy spirit to make you bold in this hour. I know that's my prayer. I want to see God's kingdom come on this earth as it is in heaven. And so even when we begin to face persecution or we have to stand for the truth of the gospel that is unpopular, that we will be able to stand boldly and we will be able to declare the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And this was the response. This was the response in Acts chapter four. It says, but when they had commanded them to go aside, out of the council, they conferred among themselves saying, what shall we do to these men? For indeed that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. Come on. My prayers, God, give me some undeniable miracles. Amen. They were not able to deny what God had done. Verse 17, but so that it's spreads no further among the people. Let us severely threaten them that from now on, they speak to no man in this name. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. So they were literally trying to silence them. And it may not be that as extreme yet for us here in this nation, but there will definitely uh, come a time we make, there may come a time where we're persecuted and we're commanded to not teach in the name of Jesus and verse 19. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge for we cannot, but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. So this is so beautiful. This is why I wanted to start with Galatians 1:10 because it came down between a battle where a battle between God and man, whether you're going to please God or you're going to please man. And this is what Peter and John verse said in verse 19. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. But they're saying we we have to speak. We have to testify to the things that we have seen and heard. And so they were more concerned about God than they were men. And so this is why we have to ask the Lord to give us a focus, to give us a determination to allow us to not be consumed by the praises of men, but that our whole heart and soul, our focus would be hearing the Lord say, well done, my good and faithful servant, so that we're not bowing down to the pressure of society and the pressure to live against God and the pressure to go against the things of the Bible. We have to stand steadfast in the truth of God's word. So I just wanted to talk to you about boldness on today. That is the prayer of my heart that God would take me deeper and higher in him that I would boldly stand for him in this day. 
All right. I want to just say a prayer for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have called us to live in such a time as this. God, I just thank you as we continue to stand on your word, Father, that you will be glorified. You will be exalted. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that has come. And thank you, Father God. You said that we shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your power. God, we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow Prayer is Breathing. Also, I've kicked off a woman's Bible study called The Equipping on Monday nights at 8 p.m. You can find out more on our Instagram page at Prayer is Breathing. God bless you and thank you for tuning in.